Hey everyone, this is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC, and our special guest, David. This is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we missed, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it accessible for you, listener. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I almost lost my voice on my first word. <laughs> well, on that note, would you like to start with your intro, Tom? <laughs> yes. Let's do that before I lose it completely. Uh, my name is Tom. I'm the French half of the podcast, and JC is the Honduran part of the podcast. You see, I'm introducing you by now. Um, think of me as the uh, the stinky French cheese of the podcast. This is me. Um, <laughs> don't know why I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> I'm trying exactly. I've, I've reached for... <laughs> reached a goal I set to myself I wanted to get you to facepalm so um name's Tom as I mentioned I'm married to a lovely woman named Ellie got two kids uh one's four and his name is Louis and uh another one who's 11 named Emily both into video games and that's what we're trying to get them to be into um anything nerdy that'd be us Hi, <laughs> I am David. I am, I, I guess I'm a podcast producer, right? Since I'm not doing sure. anything else. Um, I have a podcast about NBA basketball called the Green Grime Podcast. Um, but aside from that, I'm also into computer games a lot as a Sony user, a PS4 user more specifically. Um, long-term Nintendo user, though. Um and I'm also into cartoons, Marvel cartoons, um, any other cartoons that were about action stuff when I was a kid growing up. Um, and I haven't stopped. Um, I've also dabbled in anime a little bit. Um, and yeah, I love Marvel. So I'm here. Every Monday. So, yeah, man. Th- thanks for doing this series with us. Um, so I'm uh, Juan Carlos Garay. Uh, everybody calls me JC. I'm originally from Honduras, but lived in London for a while where I met Tom and currently living in Portland. I'm married to Fiorella, uh, my wife, and I've got two kids, Arabelle and Aiden. And I love all things graphic novels. That's kind of my jam. Uh, also very into nerdy movies, nerdy series, and dabble in video games occasionally. Uh, so this is Catching Up with the Nerds, everyone. Uh, Tom, what are we talking about today? Uh, I guess WandaVision episode five, um, which is, uh, was something. <laughs> it was something. Um, I, I think I think it's um, it, it was a weird one, this one, this one, because when I watched it for the first time, my first question was, "Huh?" Because the first four episodes, I was like, "Oh my god, amazing, excellent!" And um, I think I made a, I made the mistake of going online. I, di- I didn't get any spoilers by being on social medias, but I saw people's reaction to the episode, which was, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" You know, this massive twist at the end and blah. And I was expecting this massive firework, <laughs> massive explosion and stuff to happen. So it wasn't a letdown. Uh, upon my second watch, uh, I thought it was another great episode. And it's, uh, I'm a bit sad though, because I thought they would be releasing five and six um, yeah. in one go. And they, they did a promo for five and six and uh, sadness came upon me <laughs> on Friday morning when I checked Disney Plus. But it's okay, we'll get, we'll get that. 
Well, if you're sad, just create your own reality and then kick people in and out whenever you feel like it. And you're sad. Sort of what I do. Yes. Create my own thing. Um, Then realize I don't have any powers. Yeah. Uh, How about you, David? What's your thought on the show, man? Um, Yeah, I was also disappointed that there was only one episode (laughs) when Tom mentioned that. Uh, But then I watched said episode and I thought it was amazing. Um, I personally think it's the best episode we've had yet um, for reasons that I'll mention later on. Um, but yeah, I think the the way that they sort of merged the real world and the TV world, um, I think that was the, the best combination they've gotten of the two so far. Um, mm. And yeah, I thought it was I thought it was the best one. Yeah. Yeah, same here, man. Like that that was my takeaway. Where it's like, I like that they managed to get this format to work of now mm. combining both. Cause at first I was like, wait, how's this gonna work? Are we just gonna cut back to the entire sitcom and then cut back in the next episode to the mm. real world? And the fact that they blend them together, I think is really nice. Um, just about my only gripe with the episode, because I, I thought it was great. My, my only gripe is I wanted a little more 80s sitcom. Like okay. cut cut back on the intro to the to, to the 80s sitcom and give me a little more time in the 80s because that's when I started watching sitcoms like I, I didn't watch sitcoms in the 70s I was mm-hmm. I was I was I was I was born in 78 like it wasn't a thing um so yeah it's like I wanted a little more from that because those are the ones I remember so it's true in, but in terms of ratio in terms of how, how much time they spent in 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 the tv series um you know in the fake world they spent Episode one, two, and three, which is the vast majority of, 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 of them being in those eras. And then you jump to the 80s, which is the same for me. I'm like, damn, that's why I started watching, well, the, the, the first influential American TV shows um, date from back then. And I was like, damn, I really want to see a lot more of the 80s. But hey, again, they have to progress the story also in, 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 in the real world. Um, so that's understandable. But yeah, that was... A bit of a shame, but again, um, I think I think to me, I, I, I still think the episode's fantastic. Um, don't get me wrong, right? I think I had more fun watching episode four in terms of getting answers. Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I get, I got my fun out of that. Um, you know, it was like, oh, this is what happened at the same time they were living out their dream fantasy world. That's what happened in the real world with the scientists, um, you know, and sword and, and all these guys, what were they doing and how did they get in, in touch with that reality? That was I thought that was pretty cool to to get finally some answers about this. Um I think the second the, the first viewing of episode five was a bit like, eh, what was what's that about? <laughs> but um and now rewatching it, yeah, it it's it's as good as episode four. I thought, oh, damn, they're all good. All five episodes are great. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing about. Right. <laughs> we said that. Um, shall we go through our usual drill of um, talking about the episode, which is uh, a bit of the aesthetics, as in how it's shot, but there's not much to go on about this this week, I feel. Uh, and then the plot, which is then followed by, well, the plot, which is as told by the smooth voice of Jesse, JC, who loves to tell a good story. Um, and then the bunch of Easter eggs that we've written down and then where we think this is going. Boom. Right. <laughs> so the look 
how it feels, how it looked like, and how it was filmed this week. Well, this week, I said this week, but for this episode, I think 80s, and who says 80s is soft ass camera? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's almost like someone's leathered some, some, uh, some some powder on your screen and it looks so gooey and soft so i think that's the only thing i've noted i've not noted anything else with the audio or anything with the sound um i don't know if you guys i don't seen think i else? noticed anything um there was a laugh track the laugh track seemed to only yes. come in in awkward moments <laughs> it seemed to laugh only when there wasn't something funny to laugh at this episode oh, that's the 80s for you um <laughs> Is that a Ted yeah, Danson right. shot? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, it, it, it was funny to see all the characters dressed as um, 80s character, but that's, again, it's another topic of discussion. But um, yeah, I don't know. They, it, it, it feel like because they, they've, they've put so much effort into the, I think the first two episodes, they had to get it spot on with um, all those details from the, those, those um, technical, I'm talking about technical, the technical aspect mm-hmm. of it. And um, I think they've made, Maybe we're just used to the 80s. I don't know if it's maybe it's less of a shock for us now. Um, but I think there's a lot more um, things you need to remember and things you need to put in place to get that 1950s, 1960s, maybe 1970s feel to an episode. I think now the 80s style is something that's been mastered by pretty much everyone in, in the, you know, the TV series, well, in the media world. Mm. So I don't think it's as much of a shock as well visually for us to witness that again but yeah i don't know there's not there's not much else to uh, dissect oh, i think i've got one it's like i'm surprised yeah. they didn't go by to the previous aspect ratio like the fact that they stuck mm. with 16 by 9 for the 80s mm. i thought like was the 80s really 16 by 9 did we have widescreen tvs that readily available everywhere? <sighs> i know um i think it was four by three still 16 by nine so f- um in terms of because obviously but I, I still work in the, the world of tv so um funny enough the i think one of the only country, country to still sometimes produce content four by three is the u.s funny enough um they still sometimes spit out a couple of series that are four by three and then it's stretched out to 16 by nine uh i don't know why it's, it is but <laughs> it is um but i think the 80s that's the start of 16 by nine um but it wasn't by any stretch of the imagination the favored um, aspect ratio for the time. I think four by three, four by three was still um, the main thing for the TV world. I think for cinema, and then it's 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 definitely sixty nine. But I'm trying to remember if, um, for example, Fuller House. I think that was four by three, if I'm not mistaken. So, so my point of reference is actually The Simpsons because when The Simpsons mm. got dropped onto Disney Plus, like the whole world lost their mind because they had the wrong aspect ratio and they were like basically chopping off the heads of a bunch of people uh, <laughs> yeah. because The Simpsons was four by three and and they tried to translate to sixteen by nine, it just didn't look right. So I was like, yeah, Simpsons is eighties, so that that's why in my head or yeah, maybe maybe it was a late eighties thing. I don't know, it's but late, I was yeah. surprised. I thought they were, I thought they were gonna go back to four by three, but. Outside of that, I didn't pick up anything else, right? No, uh, yeah, usually it, it sort of jumps. Um, I think especially with the, the um, audio work they've done on, on the first few episodes, I think um, if you pay attention, there's really a lot of details into that. Um, so it's, it's. I don't think, like you said, I think Dave, the, the audio tracks was the only thing. Maybe, yeah, maybe that was put out of place on purpose. Mm. Um, 
but again, not really sure. I need I need to watch it a third time again and just pay, trying to pay attention to that bit. But yeah, um, shall we move on to the the, the sexy part of the, the the episode, which is JC talking to us about well, walking walking us through the episode and what happened? That would be lovely. Like silkily gliding past yes, the plots, but. <laughs> I'll re I'll, I'll, I'll retake the challenge and again challenge accepted. Mm. How can I get this down to three comments? The whole episode. The kids grow up. Mm-hmm. Wanda tells Sora to fuck off. X Men show up. Done. <laughs> episode. Done. You make it. You may skip <laughs> skip forward for a good five minutes. Gone. And we're Not done. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we, we kind of start off with this, like what's going to set in the eighties and uh, Wanda and Vision are trying desperately to put the kids to sleep. And I have to be honest, like that scene was very effective in that it was probably like the most terrorizing scene that has ever existed in the MCU. <laughs> Cause yep. it gave me like severe PTSD to like the, the child crying days. Like Can I relate. can <laughs> miserably feel uncomfortableness of that moment. So seeing them react to it was really cool, right? So they're trying to get the kids to sleep. And then Agnes shows up right when Wanda needs help, right? And then she shows up and she's trying to help them put the kids to sleep. And they have this awkward moment where it feels like it's a scene where Agnes kind of goes like, should we take it from the top or something to that effect? So she's like, let's, let's redo this because something goes wrong. And it tips off Vision. Vision goes, wait a second, what was that about? And Wanda definitely tries to cover it up. It's, it's definitely, Wanda didn't want Agnes to do that, right? So she tries to cover it up. So- a lot more happening there, but the next important part in that, in that scene is that the, scene, the, the twins can grow themselves up, <laughs> apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they go from babies to being toddlers, uh, from being toddlers to being like, like 10-year-olds so they can take care of, of Sparky the dog and stuff like that. So there's now introduction of like have their own agency over their growth. Right. Uh, we then cut back to to the real world, and we know that like Monica has been expelled from this this alternate reality, and she's waking up at Sword, and she wakes up, and then they they did a scan on her, and the scan showed nothing, and the blood test showed nothing, and she refuses to take another one. So there's another big tip off of like, oh wait, what happened to Monica right now? Like, why isn't she showing up? And I think it was like an MRI scan or something like that. Right. So, so then she wakes up and she's like, let's get back to it. Let's try to figure out what happened. And then they go talk to Hayward, who is being his most dislikable of like the entire series. Like, he, yeah. like if we didn't think this guy was a bad guy, it, it could not have been spelled yep. out more than the moment when, when like Darcy goes like, oh, Hayward, he's such a, and she's terrorist. about to curse him out and they cut to <laughs> terrorist. And I'm like, and I'm like that's good writing people <laughs> it's like they spelled it out for us mm-hmm. so so basically we know that Hayward's up to something he's definitely on the offense with Wanda whereas mm-hmm. Monica even though she saw everything that happened she comes out thinking no 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 we need to help Wanda like she she she's going through something and she's trying to make it so it's not entirely Wanda's fault even though she still believes she's totally in control that she's yeah. something she's going through so um, we then get a big reveal, right? Which is that somehow Hayward had decided not to share with everyone that showed up to do this thing that he had footage, right? And how he has that footage that becomes a bit weird. How does he know this happened? But he's got footage that Wanda basically broke into the lab and stole, um, uh, sorry, Wanda broke into the lab and stole Vision's body. 
right? And it's very blurry. It's hard to see exactly Vision's body very well, but from everything they've got that, that they told us, she definitely stole the body. They were doing, and they were doing experiments on him, uh, which is the other big reveal. And then finally, which is the, the, my second favorite moment of the, of the episode, which is when they make the point that a Vision had a living will, it's uh, <laughs> hilarious um, because why not um, because because all Avengers have to sign these things yeah. Yeah. Uh, before they go they have non-compete agreements the corporate world's still a thing in the MCU uh, so um, then we we cut back to good old sitcom land we find out that Sparky died. Sorry, they, sorry. At this point, they got Sparky correction, but, uh, yeah. and then they they grow up to be ten years old, so they can take care of Sparky. Um, and we also find out that Monica wants to go back into the hex, right? Uh, and now we're calling it the hex because Darcy called that, and it seems like Darcy is the audience where she's just calling things throughout yep. the episode that we're supposed to like use as 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 uh, the, the the name going forward. So we know it's the hex, and then. Um, uh, we, we know that Monica wants to go back in. She's like, I feel like I could go do some help and stuff. And then obviously, hey, she's like, well, no, you're going to fly back in on a drone. So park that for a minute. Um, we know that Vision is somehow in the office. They're basically working on the first version of email. Um, and the email that comes through is an email actually from Darcy. And then he finds out about there's stuff happening in the outside world. And he manages to actually wake up one of his coworkers. Um, and this is like, this is like straight out of, well, we can touch about that later, but where that comes from, but he wakes him up and then just realizes that he's in huge pain as this person's being like basically sucked into this reality Wanda created. And that really sits very badly with vision. Like he feels he needs to go do something about it. Right. We go back to the drone going into the, this alternate reality, Wanda seeing the drone and then basically Hayward, once again, doing one of his moves, he decides to pull a trigger on actually shooting a missile at, um, uh, at Wanda. Uh, she of course stops it because that ain't a thing for the Scarlet Witch. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and she comes out of the reality. Right. Uh, and this is where we deal with, uh, well, actually, sorry, let me cut that for a second. We cut away and then we, we go back to Sparky being dead. And it's another big moment because Sparky the dog is dead because he ran off and the kids want to go find him. And Agnes finds him and makes it a real point that we can't bring these people, this, these things, beings back, right? So whether it be a dog or, or a person, she really harps on the point of like not bringing people back necessarily. And the kids have to talk about, and then Wanda has to talk to the kids about that. And there's a real irony to that moment of just like Wanda telling the kids about that you can't bring back the dog. So then we go back um, to where Wanda is talking to Vision um, and Wait, I might have messed up. Got a miss. Yeah, because yeah. she she returns the drone, and then she catches oh, yeah. up to the kids mm -hmm. looking for Spark. Right. Yes, she returns it. She goes outside and talks to Sword, and basically lets them know you can't mess with my reality. You mm -hmm. gotta like give me my distance. I've I'm doing what I need to do to create the world that I need to live in, and no one's gonna take that from me. Mm -hmm. And then she manages to get everybody that's pointing their lasers at her to point at Hayward. So mm -hmm. she immediately clocks to the fact that Hayward is the bad guy here, and maybe there's history there. Mm -hmm. um, so she goes back into reality, and everything plays out with the dog. Um, and then we get a huge moment, which is one and Vision get into a fight. 
right? And, and not a physical fight, but just get into an argument, right? And it's part of the relationship. And they, at some point they, they elevate into the air and they assume like the stance that both of them have like classically had in the comics, which is really cool. And, and then they, they kind of talk themselves down, but Wanda begins to realize things through that argument. And right as she seems to be getting through a breakthrough, something happens and the doorbell rings. And, it, and it's clear that she didn't do it this time because they make that a point. And then she goes to the door and they really slow it down and build it up. And they, they get to see all the faces and then she turns <laughs> and standing in front of her is Pietro, but not the Pietro we know from the MCU, but the Pietro from the Fox universe <laughs> shows up because he's an X-Men and we've had X-Men movies and he was an X-Men in those movies. And that's the cliffhanger. Done. But Sorry, I messed up. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You've got everything in there, so you know the order towards the yeah. doesn't matter. It's all good. <laughs> that was tons to talk about. Dude, like, where, where do where you to start? start? Exactly. The beginning again. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, Dave, David, what, what are what are some of the t- the the, the the things that happened in the episode that really like landed with you that that really were eye-opening um so i like to go back to the the start with the um the whole scene with the kids uh crying um again wanda tries to use her powers and it doesn't work on the twins right so that's another sign that we have that she can't control everything within the um within the hex Um, and we get a few more throughout the episode, Um, but I always like to point that out because I am dying on this. She's not the only person in charge train. Um, Yeah, you're right. And then uh, just the fact that when, after they start discussing um, what happened with Agnes, um, Agnes sprays the kids with what she calls lavender. We don't know what's really in that vial. Um, And then the fact that the kids age up off camera and she's the one looking after them when it happens and i think that there could be something to that um because the both times they age up she is there she's present and we can't see what she's doing either time Mm. um so yeah i think that's something interesting early on that I i i want to highlight yeah i mean aging up Go for it, Dom. Yeah. yeah. No, so the the the, the, um, the I don't know. I think the the one sentence that Agnes says, you know, like kids, you can't control them um, mm. in that opening bit. Um, I think it's it's yeah, it's it's pointing. It's it's um, it's showing you what the episode's going to be about, right? That's sort of the 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 running theme. It's like, well, you may control whatever it is you can control, Wanda, mm. but you there's a few people in this you cannot yeah. um, you cannot have a hold over so it's, it's quite interesting to see that those kids I think it was it was discussed that because they are they have powers themselves um, obviously being babies they don't know about those powers just yet and we don't know about them mm. just yet um, they she cannot cast any spell if you will um, over them but maybe Agnes can we don't know so it's maybe she cannot maybe one that cannot use the stones like power stones um over them but maybe agnes being a witch spoiler um mm-hmm. she can do that by getting them to age um 
Yeah, I, th- I think we've not mentioned actually being as we're still in the opening. We've not talked about the opening credits, uh, <laughs> which was <laughs> yes. terrifying slash hilarious. It was hilarious, uh, <laughs> especially the the one the sorry the vision photos as a baby, which yeah. actually, I pissed myself <laughs> laughing. Um, but then also the lyrics which um, oh, were very telling of the entire episodes. Like we're making things, no, was it making things up so we go, as we go, uh, are the lyrics, which is quite funny. <laughs> oh, I didn't um, even listen to them. I'm going to go back and listen. I did, no, watch, yeah. watch, watch, watch the opening credits and listen to the lyrics. But then, yeah. Um, I th- and then there's also the, I don't know if we'll talk about it in the Easter eggs, but there's this running themes of animals also running through mm-hmm. uh, the entire episode. So it's like, um, again, opening credits with, um, vision as a kid posing with toy animals and teddy bears and stuff like that and then you've got the same I think for Wanda she may have a, a couple a um, couple photos but then there's um, Agnes referring tiger there's a tiger on the table at some point it's like there's a whole bunch of stuff with yeah, animals there's giraffes on the shelf in there's the giraffes, background yeah. and again easter eggs so I'm moving to easter eggs <laughs> territories right there but I shouldn't be doing that uh, again, because we, it's it's right off um, right from the start. I think it's quite interesting to point out that it's there. Um, there was another thing, but I, I certainly I forgot. But it's 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 okay. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think the lavender thing that Agnes um, sprays the kids with, it, there might be something in there. I think it might be some sort of magical potion, or maybe it's just straight up lavender. She's not talking. Could be lavender, which is magical <laughs> in its own right. <laughs> it is magical. It reminds me of my childhood. Um, well, no, get this, dude. Uh, this is a little. This is like in, very much in the stupid Easter egg camp. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there was a Marvel hero card lavender. Oh uh, wow! Th- that showed showed up just for a bit, like in the I don't know, like sixties or something. Um, called lavender and like fought like Captain America at some point or something like that. They don't even know what their powers were, but. <laughs> surely this isn't it (laughs) this is not it (laughs) but some but it goes to show some people are digging oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) the purple man oh yeah you're right super villain oh my god yeah no i don't want to read about that (laughs) but but david come come back to your point about the growing up it is one of the themes that i generally struggle with that i I, it threw me off because Mm. there's definitely that theme of death and resurrection and that has been going out through throughout Mm -hmm. the series and we can see what that is going to mean because of vision now we know that she stole the bodies like it makes total sense Mm. but why the kids need to grow up and not through wanda's desire is the part that i don't entirely get like i'm like because she could have developed an attachment to the babies just as much to the older kids if Mm -hmm. anything like it risks like 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 removing attachment from them because she doesn't feel they are hers because they're not growing up as she wants them to. So I, I still don't get the growing up thing, but it has to be relevant. Yeah, uh, to me, that's part of why it has to be an outside influence. I mean, the only way it isn't is if um, they have this storyline that they know they're going to have with the twins and the, the babies. Um, she's going to get pregnant in episode two or whatever. And then obviously we went through the whole 70s so we can't necessarily have them stay the same age as we go through the um as we go through the decades even though no one else ages exactly (laughs) the only other thing that would make sense is that you know they sort of age with the show uh which would have completely huge implications for episodes seven eight nine and Five, uh, sorry, six, seven, eight, and nine as well. 
if they continue to follow I, with this trend? I think they'll stop at 10 um, because there's one bit where um, I think director Hayward is talking about who Wanda is in the briefings. Mm. Oh and yeah, she's like, yeah. oh, she, she. I know what you mean. Something happened when she got no. The parents died at the age of ten. Yes, she she was and orphaned think, at the age of ten. Oh, she was orphaned at the age of ten. Yeah. I think now, even though she's not controlling them or their growth or whatever, she, yeah, she'll them, want them to stay. She'll want them to stay at ten years old. I think they're not going to age at all. I would be very surprised if they do age some more. Um, but I think they'll stick to 10-year-olds because she can relate to that and she get attached to to the, your point, JC. You know, that you think maybe she gets detached because they're not babies anymore because now they, you know, like you, you, you know how it is. Like when they get to the <laughs> age of 10, they become their own person, right? So it's not, you're not de- you don't detach yourself, um, you don't love them anymore. It's more like you, they become their own person. They're, they're less reliant on your help to do things. They don't rely on you at all anymore. So it's in case, you know. Don't cry. It's okay. You can't boss them around anymore. <laughs> you can't boss them around. You, you, they, they don't need you to do the, the basic things. You know, they can pretty yeah. much function on their own now. Um, but, you know, going back to, to them being 10, it's like she, she can relate to them. And, yeah. and from that age, sort of her, child, her childhood was over because the parents were dead. She then became um, what they call like she, they say oh they use the word brainwashed I think by um, yeah. by Hydra mm-hmm. or by Striker yeah so you know there, there, there's something in there I think I think she'll I don't know if there's control or not over the the, the way they age but maybe they definitely um, will want them to stay around that age to have a proper childhood mm-hmm. I think yeah but she's not in control of it. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, the kind of thing, one of the next big ones after that is uh, Monica, right? Yeah. Uh, Monica waking up and the MRI doesn't work. Thoughts? Is she I become... think it did work. I think it did work. I but... think you're seeing inside now. You're seeing what, what she really is. You're going to show now she's all vibrations and energy. Energy. I think <laughs> that's that actually energy. And I think she really, <laughs> she, she does work. And um, the, the MRI did work, and you actually just saw what she is for real now a superhero with energy power. Okay, so I'm just gonna put this out there. I, I, will, I will lay down bets on oh. Dar- Darcy, names her. Darcy gives her oh, a yeah. super, superhero name. Yeah. That has to happen. <laughs> Darcy's oh, yeah. been naming everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, she, she will. She will. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. Um, yeah, I, I do think she has her powers, but more interesting than that is maybe her reaction Mm. the way she just sort of dismisses doing the scans and everything again she's just like that's not gonna happen it's almost like she knows yeah because if i was in whatever state i was in coming off being beamed out of a (laughs) out of the tv (laughs) show and my scans and things came up blank i would be like uh no i want some answers i want some concrete knowledge draw more blood what's Get going on blood. here yeah like i i want answers she's yeah. not of that that thinking at all so i wonder i wonder if she knows yeah and her, her her reaction to just someone saying captain marvel mm. i i felt like it was a negative reaction it might have yes, been just like was. a yeah she it, even it says we're very, not talking about her yeah exactly yeah so we're gonna talk it, about her th- there's that was a huge reveal for me because i'm like oh well, wait a second like like you're, she was like friends with your mom and then the mom had cancer and i'm mm. like wait did the mom get cancer from 
Captain nah. Marvel? And like you for a minute, it. like it, I, it came up in my head, but I'm not sure if that tracks at all. I took I took it more along the lines of um, I think because Captain Marvel left after at the end of Captain Marvel, right? The film, so she okay. basically left the mom mm. alone again with the kid. Mm. So I think she's more resentful towards her because she's actually maybe never came back to Earth. Yeah, um, yeah, and like she died, and maybe she doesn't even know about it. Like, that would be interesting mm. to see in Captain Marvel too. If if that's um, I'm, I'm sure it would be talked about yeah um, i think because she's like well where were you when my mom died yeah. i'm sure captain marvel can say the same like where were you you know she was blipped so she was <laughs> she wasn't there herself but Oof, that would be Ooh, cold i know um <laughs> yeah. no no yeah but to be fair she, she was there when for the operations and all that stuff so yeah but i think she she missed when her mom passed away i guess yeah, I think that's where it came from. I think that's where it came from. It's more resentment yeah. uh, because of the fact that she wasn't there to go through it all or be there with a friend when she had cancer. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Maybe there's some other backstory we'll they'll come up with at some point. But yeah, no, I, I think you're right. But to to rewind to um two other things, um, well the le- the least important one is um Wu saying that um <laughs> that Wanda doesn't have any name she doesn't have any nickname yep. no superhero name and tyler's like nothing you sure like you he sure? asked him four or five more so it's just like yeah yeah we get it marvel okay she's not um whatever she's called i always forget her name scarlet witch scarlet, scarlet witch, witch yeah so maybe she gets that nickname either at the end of the show or in one of the later films or something like that it was such i think it would be dropped because they, they need to tie up the whole witch story with um agnes and all that stuff that good stuff awesome. so you know be like well now she's a scarlet witch oh mm. you know she's a witch herself mm. yeah, it would be dropped at some point maybe there would be a fight between um hayward and or oh, is he hayward yeah hayward and Tyler. yeah um and wanda and then he's gonna call her you know he's gonna pull his mask and reveal mephisto's face <laughs> he's gonna like scarlet witch oh, she's bang, a witch bang. get her she's a witch <laughs> oh no he's um, gonna pull off his face he's gonna be a red skull I'm like, oh god, oh. no, no, please don't. <laughs> Back again. <laughs> please just die. <laughs> just honestly. <laughs> I, I feel like Red Skull is just taking like freelance gigs. He's like, yeah. someone needs to protect the soul stone. I, I, I got it, dude. I got it. How much are you paying me? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do that. It's like, someone needs to be this guy Hayward. He's like bad metal management. I, I got it, dude. I, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> don't go and spend your cash and waste your time. He, in he shows up in random moments. Yeah, so funny. Um, and then the other thing was just before they mention uh, Captain Marvel, I think um, Monica's saying she's mentioning all the things that she would need to go back into the hex. And um, I think that's when they bring up the hex, actually. And um, she mentions that she needs photons. Another callback to her, her, her name and her mother's nickname. Um, but then... I can't remember what the reasoning is, but she said something about knowing an aerospace engineer that would love to blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, they need to build. They need to build that big truck thing that can get yes. her back in there. Yes, um, which we see in the trailer for episode six, by the way. So that's yes. going to get built. And um, she says that she knows someone that would be interested. And um, I've speculated. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen in the notes uh, whether that is someone from the Fantastic Four that she might mm-hmm. know have a link to whether that is uh victor von doom yeah he is also an aerospace engineer Indeed. um fantastic four has been hinted in the last spider-man film um 
it could be a scroll of some kind because she has literally lived with scrolls in the captain marvel film um and ah there's another person now i've forgotten oh um ironheart is an aerospace engineer true ah Ah, good one good one that'd be cool dude really good wait what's the callback in spider-man i I don't remember that one so i I watched it recently basically and he's swinging through on the post credit yeah he's swinging 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 somewhere um yeah and then on the back wall, there's like some graffiti, which says one, two, three, and three. And then there's no four written, but I think there's something about the way that the numbers are written. Um, each one looks like it represents a member of the Fantastic Four. And yep. then the four <sighs> is invisible to, to represent um, Miss Fan- Mrs. Fantastic. Her son. Ah, all right. Invisigirl, whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I, I, I did not catch that. Uh, yeah. yeah no, that, that's an interesting, the, the Fantastic Four idea I think is interesting because I think they also make some sort of mention of like some sort of space program that isn't going well or something to that effect about something in space that didn't go well. Yeah. And we know that that's the Fantastic Four origin, right? Yeah. 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 So oh, I can't remember the name, but you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think and Richard also, gonna... yeah, uh, Reed Richards. Um, Reed Richards and the, the director of Spider-Man is the same director that is going to be at the helm of the Fantastic Four MCU movie. Oh, so he's leaving crumbs so... for himself. Yes. Tom Watts. Very Tom Watts, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I buy it. Yeah. No, that, that's definitely like, <laughs> that's definitely a big one, man. Like it, it's it, it, like mm. this somehow leads into Fantastic Four. Like it feels like this series is just going to open up everything that's going to happen. Right. It's yeah. like, it's going to be across the board because Fantastic Four and, and X-Men don't have any movies coming up immediately. Mm. So, so this somehow still has to, this narrative has to be taken forward. It can't be just an Easter egg that three years later, we're like, oh, great. That came to fruition. Like there's gotta be something else that we're, that we don't know about. Yeah. And that, that's the other thing I, um, this is future stuff, but like, we know that this is followed up by, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And part of me is just like, they've put so many Easter eggs into this show that I can't imagine there being anywhere near as many in in Falcon and um, and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Um, yeah. yeah, and it'll be kind of disappointing. Like, it'll just be, yeah, there was action, people got shot, and then the plot, like, the plot will be the whole show when we do our Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier <laughs> caps. Well, yeah. and... and, and- <laughs> I don't know if in the in the trailer, I don't know if it was in the previous trailer. I, at least I didn't pick up on it in the previous trailer, but in this trailer, there's that moment where uh, Falcon tells Winter Soldier, he's like, oh, dude, you got like whooped by that little girl or something. And like, mm-hmm. little girl? Hmm? Yeah, like, me too. I, I saw that. I was like, huh? that What's sounds that? mutant to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. It, well, I have a theory about that, but we'll wait for theory section. Uh, <laughs> but any other moments from the show that you guys kind of like, like felt were huge. That was the main one. I think I think the next one, the one that is coming after that went well, I think it's part of the briefing when um um they show the footage, the wonder footage stealing um Vision. Vision's body or corpse. I like that word very much. Um which I think we discussed before, but the 
that was a scene that was filmed at the end of one of the Avengers mm. movie, wasn't it? Um, Endgame. Endgame. Oh yeah, Endgame. Um, and there was an interview of uh, Paul Bethany and and Elizabeth Holson saying, "Oh yeah, well actually there's that scene, but it got cut by Kevin Feige, so it was, <laughs> they were not using that because he had to keep it for something else." Mm. Well, that was it. So that's what the something else was, and. Um, yeah, the, the the one thing that surprised me was the the state of Vision's body on the table, which, um, like JC said, was clearly being tampered with. Um, so, don't know if they're trying to weaponize his body or they were doing any some just some straight up research into him. Sword would never go against his will. No, no, of course not. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> oh, oh, um, and and it, it it ties back to something we heard, right? Which is like sword change into sentient weapons. And it exactly, wasn't yeah. that before. So that's it. They were trying to weaponize vision flat out. I think that one's like fact done, sold, sell it. Uh, so it, it's it feels like it's it's now very clear that one of our bads who it is which is sword is going to be a bad we're going to get another hydra moment where it's like uh hydra's infiltrating or somebody's infiltrating yeah. sword in some way or other so we know that's definitely set up as one of the bads but we still don't know who like the person is behind the reality that might be a bad right well let, let me jump off my easter egg i just added onto the list um i think it's well timed for me to put that one in there um which somebody mentioned. No! Yeah, <laughs> you see it on the list, right? <laughs> um, what is it? Is it? Is it Captain Hayward? No, what is it? Is it Detective Hayward? What is it? No, Director. Director Hayward. Director. Um, mm. So if you take his name and you get rid of a couple letters, well, you can uh, rearrange it to spell Hydra, <laughs> which I thought was a bit <laughs> out there. <laughs> But well, if you add if you, 10 letters and remove the ones you don't you want, multiply you them make by it three. say hell. <laughs> Divided by six uh, and then square it, you get Thanos. So it's. it's, yeah. it's and, no, and then I, if you. And, if, and then if you add the letters that you pick up from your cereal and whichever yeah. letters are in your spoon, that's no the milk. bag. Yeah. No milk. That's the bag. But the the no, I, I watched that and I was I was actually I was I was in disbelief, but also I was like, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Marvel to do that, something like that. It's like you know what? So yeah, there you go. So somebody was thinking, someone there's someone out there that was that um, theorized that yeah, um, director Hayward is actually Hydra that, and he's he's part that of person he's was Reed Richards because that is the biggest reach I've ever <laughs> <That's> seen. <super. laughs> Dang, David, um, just just leave now. Just <laughs> leave that's now. it, dude. You you peaked at that moment. I'm here all night. <laughs> I can do this all day. <laughs> hey, and this is it for us. It just for keep up. dude. Honestly, this is not your podcast. Like, <laughs> we quit. But <laughs> do you do this by on your own? Now? If if, if oh. you tie it into that's America's ass, I will be very impressed. <laughs> give me 30 to 40 seconds <laughs> challenge accepted <laughs> oh man uh but no, so, so coming back to it's so like the app uh for me one of the the moments that was very i was very pleased to see it put it that way it, it wasn't necessarily easter eggy but just when wanda and vision have the fight 
when they get into the argument. Because one of the things that for me was very interesting about the series is that we had no real relationship between Wanda and Vision to really hang our hat on. Like all the relationship happens off screen. And the closest we get is that conversation in Scotland, uh, in Edinburgh. Um, and that like, it feels like a relation because they're debating, what do we do? Do we go off together, blah, blah, blah. And this is another moment because even in the, in the sitcom ones, it's still the relationship is there to serve the sitcom trope, yeah. right? It's like yeah. the 50s thing, the 60s thing. It like, it serves that. This, it serves them. It's like mm-hmm. they have an actual disagreement about something that fundamentally affects their moral compass. Like vision is like, you're putting people in pain. Mm-hmm. And Wanda's like, you want to take away a thing that you don't understand the implications of what it means to take away that thing. Mm-hmm. And that to me was really powerful. Like I mm-hmm. love that part in the, in the episode. Yeah. And, and then when they assumed like the battle stances up in the air, it's like, oh, is this going to happen? And it's like, <laughs> it didn't happen. And I was kind of glad, but yeah. it, it really like moved for me now when something happens it will mean more for me because i Mm. see that vision wants to do the right thing i see that wanda desperately wants to protect vision and how those two moral perspectives come together i think that's the part i'm really looking forward to like how they resolve that the the argument really humanizes vision as well like we we know him as a well we think he's an android he's actually a synthesoid um we saw him free norm for a period um mm. and he's he's questioning things but that argument like we've all been there right it being in a relationship when you know you have to bring up something that is going to lead to an argument those situations are when like you're really really you he's there yeah. he's washing up the dishes and then he brings up this conversation that he's been sitting on all day right he comes over and the dog's dead that's the first time he sees them um since he went to work and he waits obviously for them to put the kids to bed and everything and then he turns having finished the dishes and he starts this conversation that he knows is going to lead um to an argument um and that gave me chills not only because i'm a huge rom-com fan and and are very interested in relationships in general Mm -hmm. but um that moment when she's like oh well let's just and he says what put on the television and the credits start rolling yeah i was like ooh, and then he just argues through it they she goes into the living room he goes into the living room and they just cut away from the credits the credits just cut themselves and the argument continues and it's like yeah the show's over right the show's over this is real life it's By the way, there's, metaphor. Yeah, go there's something, I don't know if you, um, anybody noticed, but um, there's a filming technique that happened. Um, there's two different filming techniques that happened in, within that scene. Mm. So the, the, everything that was filmed or the majority of, of sitcoms that were filmed in the 80s is mm. um, set up with three cameras. So you know how it always yes. have yeah. um, one on each character so you get the reactions and you film it in front of a live audience so you don't want to spend three hours redoing the same scene getting reaction from because you know in movies you go one take from one actor yeah reverse the camera get the reaction and then you go like that so that's why movies take forever to Mm. in the tv settings you get especially in the 80s you get three camera sets Mm -hmm. so you're filming three different angles three Mm -hmm. times the same reaction three times the same thing and it's a lot um efficient it's 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 to maximize with your money also how much time you spend on the sets because there's yeah. money obviously if you speed that process up mm-hmm. uh you spend less money on the crew and everybody's time is reduced but then when they go through the end credits and they keep arguing mm-hmm. 
throughout mm-hmm. the entire end credits. It cuts to a different filming technique, which is yeah. now, I think, like a single camera technique. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you see the way the way it's filmed is a lot closer to the faces and it's a lot closer yes. to the action. And it's 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 very different. If you watch it again, you'll notice it. It's like yep. it I think it's also true in terms of like when they go in between the 80s series uh, sitcom mm-hmm. and the reality of everybody else outside um, Westview. Yeah. So it's quite interesting to notice that. But uh, absolutely in the second viewing is when I, I picked up on it. The first one I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, there's something slightly different. Mm-hmm. But it's confirmed when you watch it again and you pay attention to that, the different filming techniques, yeah. but yeah, they cut through to the other room and they, yeah, they do start arguing and stuff. And Vision really shows his human side. You know, he's like, I, I'm trying to understand what, what you're doing here, but I don't know who I am. Like, I don't remember anything before this. Which is, which is super interesting. So I don't know if you, if you guys thought, thought the same. It's like, is he saying that because he was dead and he was just got brought back into this, you know, setup and he's a new person, a new character? So obviously he wouldn't have anything like he's he's not him, you know. Mm. It's, he was recreated by somebody else, mm. um, or was it because they plucked? You know, like they they got um, oh, what's the name in Endgame um, with Star Lord? Yeah, um, Gamora. Um, ah, Gamora. Mm. Um, they got her from different universe or different yeah. timeline. Yeah, so she doesn't know him. So she's she not attracted know, right? to him. Yeah. So this, I think, this is the, another theory of having multiverse, and obviously mm. it's not. It is still Vision, mm. but she plucked or somebody else plucked another mm. Vision from another timeline or another mm. um, universe into that one, mm. um, and that would be why he's got no collection of recollection of what happened before that. It would be like, I, actually, I don't really know you. <laughs> you know? I, I would add a third factor, which would be the um, the Mind Stone. Right, because that's what mm. that's where he drew all of his knowledge from yeah, originally. Got, he hasn't got it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Uh, it's it. I think that was a, a very pivotal scene of the entire yeah. se- series. That one, um, mm. because it, it again it 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 shows a lot of things and it shows that um, obviously during the, that discussion or the argument she sort of admits that she's got no power of, like she just actually doesn't have any power on every, on everyone or at least their activities and what they're doing so mm-hmm. which ties in with that scene with norm where vision just goes all ultra yeah. on him and you know um after that was also a very important scene because he's like you know he the the, the things he's saying is like oh she's controlling everything she's come she, she's in my head but it's like mm-hmm. she, he doesn't really say who she is mm-hmm. Mm. Like he, she never, he never mentions Wanda by name. He never mentions anyone by name. So it's it's also very um, open to who he's talking about. I, yeah. I think he's talking about the um, witch. Um, so yeah, I guess. But. No, and I'd take that one level up, Tom. Like I think it's one of the most important premises in all of the MCU from a relationship perspective. We've never had a relationship between two main characters because Hulk or, or Banner, Banner and 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 um Widow. and Natasha yeah. they have this relationship but it never really amounts to much it's no. kind of a throwaway thing it just sets up for for Hulk to be upset at the end of Endgame but even that feels a bit like eh. would have been um anyway. yeah exactly everybody like her relationship with Jeremy Renner is more important at that point, right? As with, yeah. with, with Hawkeye actually lands harder. Mm. Um, so I feel this is the first relationship where like, oh man, no, this relationship matters in this world. And so I thought it was really cool. Hulk um, didn't want to smash. <laughs> oh my God. 
Well, that's what uh, Monica got, I think. Um, um, anyway. But yeah. um, um, and then another little like Easter egg thing when they float up in the air, Vision has his his leg up like she does. Yeah, that's that's that's, that that's what I was mentioning on in, in terms of like um, duality and like yeah. she's controlling. And I think mm. he does fly like like that's that's his stance right in the comic books no. or not? No, no, no. Okay. He does not have his leg up. He has both feet right. down. So that, that that's that's what. So I was sort of right in in watching the uh, the trailer for episode five. Like there's that. Well, no, but the season trailer when there's that scene which we've seen now in the episode where mm-hmm. they're just mirroring each other yeah and i think to me that showed that she's controlling him because she's yeah. like okay well you yeah you get up in the air and she, there's even that point as they're starting the argument where um he says to her you can't control me like you can the others and she turns to mm-hmm. him and goes can't i <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> Get into the other one. Synthoid, synthesoid. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, wanted to bring in the heat, man. Um, so you said Easter eggs. So I think it'd be, I know everyone out there wants to listen to us talk about Pietro, but let's do Easter eggs and then come back to Pietro. Yeah. Let's right. do that. Let's frustrate people a little bit, much like WandaVision has frustrated us. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Uh, so Easter eggs, what you guys got? Uh, the intro, if we start with the intro, um, it was a callback to the 80s, as we've said. It involved yep. um, the show's uh, Family Ties, I think, is the main one. That's where the set comes from, um, and a lot of the clothes in general. Um, but it also has elements of Growing Pains, which I think is the painted intro, where yes. they do the sort of filling in the pencil with the paint. Um, and then Full House... Uh, which ironically was the show that debuted Elizabeth Olsen's sisters, Mary and Kate. No, sorry, Mary, Kate, and Ashley. Um, yeah. the, the Olsen twins, as they were known. Um, and Elizabeth Olsen was actually asked to be on Fuller House, the, the yes. remake. And she said, no, I'm in the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> I got bigger and yeah, I watched, I watched. I actually watched a bunch of episodes of Fuller House and uh, she, she did. She, 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 that was the right decision. I, that you think? This, uh, <laughs> uh, why you watch her? those? I think it's a whole entire podcast in of itself uh, as to why uh, one would choose to watch Fuller yeah, because, House. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't watch it um, actively. Watch it. It was Ellie who's trying to get Emily into into um, the Full House universe. Uh, um, <laughs> the multiverse. The, the multiverse. The, the fuller verse. Multiverse, the full verse. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, oof, that house. Side, that sidebar, house. but that is interesting because we don't really have family TV shows like that anymore. I was watching some old Fresh Prince and was thinking that exact same thing that we don't Actually, really get yeah, yeah. shows yeah, like, like, like that anymore. Like set, set, like the setting being in one house with one big family, like that's not a thing anymore. Well, actually, there's a couple. There's a couple. Um, um, I can't remember the one on Netflix, which is following a Latino family. I can't. Ah, damn it, uh, Ellie was watching it again. Well, the the you closest we got one. was uh, uh, Modern yeah. Family. Mo- that's the yeah, one. which that's is the ending. One. That's the closest. Yeah. And but you think about it, it stands out, and because it's yeah. it's in out there in a sea of nothing. Mm. Um, yeah. So, like, you could argue, kind of, Shit Creek does that, but it's not the same setting. There's no kids; the kids are grown up, so it's it's different. And the, um, way we've watched t- the way we watch TV is different now. That's the other thing. Oh, wait. No, I got you. I got you. Uh, which is a show I'd absolutely love. And it does pick up a lot of this format. Blackish. 
Mm. Blackish mm. does take the sitcom approach where, like, mm. yeah, like problem does. gets raised, it gets yep. resolved within the same episode, and yep. it's a family. It's about them growing up, and you see the kids grow up on the show. So that's Absolutely. the closest I think we yeah. have, really. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, cool. More Easter eggs. Uh, I think I think the 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 one I really like the Easter eggs. I think is um, it's further down in the towards the end. I think it's in the middle of the episode. Is when Wanda gets out of the the hexagon, the mm-hmm. hex, and she her accent is back. Um, I thought that was quite interesting. She sounded different. And I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> like Count Chocula is what you did now. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly book. like her accent exactly does to me. That. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought I thought it was quite interesting, and I, and, I, and it's something I, I kept wondering a lot about um, how she um, she went from the first time we see seen her in the MCU, she sounded from Sokovia, and then suddenly out of nowhere, second film, bang, yeah, I'm from LA, I mean, I know you got powers, but like seriously, an accent is not something you lose easily, you know. It's funny because I had just watched like days before the episode came out a a brief interview of her where she said that the accent hasn't gone anywhere. It's just that um, the show is set in as an American sitcom. So she has inside the show, she has an American accent. But she was like, no, 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 but no, the accent hasn't gone anywhere. Not at all. And then boom, the next episode, like accents back. To the point where I wonder if they even like reshot the audio or something. They were like, Possible, guys, they're yeah. onto us. <laughs> they know. I, I, yeah, I feel like as soon as we left Ultron, like that accent was gone, like it died with her brother. Oh, Whoa. God, we're harsh. We are harsh. <laughs> You're just bringing it today, David. Damn, dude. <laughs> uh, but no, but it's true. It's 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 a bit of a retcon. And uh, sure, whatever. It's like uh, we we can tell, guys. Like we can totally tell that you guys have been messing with that accent. But fine, if they want to say they did it, then fine. Um, Easter eggs, guys. We we haven't talked about the advert. Yeah, I was gonna come to that. Go for it. Um, uh, Which actually made me laugh. Um, The the last line. Sorry, I'm gonna have to interrupt before we get to this. Go on. Can we just address this whole Lagos fiasco? It is February, which is Black History Month in <laughs> in America. I went to see um, I went to see Age of was it no Civil War with a bunch of friends, um, mm-hmm. mostly black, and the way that they pronounce Lagos in the MCU is completely wrong, and it was completely hilarious. But now that it's like permeating the rest of the MCU and the Marvel Universe, we just have to put an end to this. Someone needs to stand up and, and make a stand. And I'm going to make that stand right now. Do it. It's pronounced Lagos. Thank you. <laughs> Lagos is a big city, a huge city in Nigeria. For a yep. long time, it was the capital. It is pronounced Lagos. Lagos, Lagos, Lagos. <laughs> Earlier on in the episode, when they're analyzing her terrorist activity, they refer to it as Lagos. And then again in this advert, they make a whole product called mm-hmm. Lagos in reference to said activity. And it's pronounced Lagos, and it's not pronounced Lagos. It is Lagos. Lagos, Lagos, Lagos. 
Thanks. For so, you're, so you're saying that when I'm flying over London and I look down at Twickenham and and, and fly past Reading and, and Southwark, that over I the should River say, Thames. River <laughs> Thames. Just under Edinburgh. Yes. Carry on. That I should say Lagos to correct all of the please, above. Please. Yeah. Please, please, please. I am down. I am down. So, uh, I, I, will, I will do it. Tom, the advert. Oh, Lagos. <laughs> oh, shit. Every episode oh. will only be worse than this one. I have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it only gets worse from here. So, so good, man. So good. <laughs> Go for it. Talk about Lagos. <laughs> anyway, Lagos. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, it it did make me laugh. That for obviously the, the so again the mom with two kids. Yeah. Um, interestingly, if you've noticed the I think last time they didn't have this, but the one of the kid is now a black girl. She was always. She was was she there last time? Always. Obviously, yeah. me smoking and I didn't pick pick up on that. She was there. Yeah, she was there. Huh? Do you think that's it's got any significance? Because I think obviously being part no of her idea. imagination. I have no idea. And this is the first time they show the dad as well. I need to look back at the dad this time because I don't feel like it's the same guy from the watch thing. No, it is. It is, sure. it is the same. It is? It's it the is? Same yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. Because um, he's got his face on my, I've seen you before. And I actually yeah, went, went and we watched the adverts. So no, no, it's him again. Okay. Um, but to the point where I was like, actually, she does look familiar. She looks like um, Monica Rambo in, in Captain Marvel. The right. same... Um, the same hair, the same, the way she moved and she looked at the, um, you know, the way she acted it. And I was like, that could is... it be why, you know, that scene when she goes outside and she's like, oh, you, you, you know, Rambo says, oh, you know me to some level, mm. you know, you can trust mm. me. And I think maybe she's got, I don't know, if, again, it could be another. Yeah. Well, it could be or... the TV sort of brainwashing her into or accepting. Because um, the other thing that we didn't touch on when we did episode four yeah, four was when uh, was the fact that Wu says that he was rejected by the hex. Yeah, Monica says, "Well, have you gone in there?" And he's like, "No, it rejects me." And then when she touches it, she gets sucked in. Mm-hmm. So it is very much a conscious act. Her being yeah. brought into the hex. It's not just like, "Oh yeah, she's the first person." That... No, she wasn't. Other people yeah. have been rejected. There's a reason why she was pulled in. What that reason is we don't know and we're assuming that the rejection is from wanda but it it, it very likely isn't actually no uh, yeah. because wh- why would wanda bring her in and then kick her out um it's probably maybe somebody else that feels that monica could somehow allow them to get to where they want to get to in terms of wanda's mental state like if they are they bringing her in to further deteriorate her mental state as she's cool. in this new reality right so well maybe. she ends up delivering the babies Mm-hmm. oh that's right yes so yeah that, that's that a very important thing uh if that, if that they're tracks. yeah if we're going down that road like the babies being delivered was an important important part of this whole experiment mm. um right. going, going going back so the, the reason why i did laugh though at the end at the end is because obviously it's a, it's a metaphor the old advert is a metaphor for um wanda messing up on a couple of missions and obviously the red spill is blood um also the color of her power so mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting that they the way they framed it it's almost comical to the end when it's like you know two um paper rolls to clean up any mess you've made on, yeah. inter- on 
in the unintentional buff badge. Yeah. Anyway, any mess you may have spilled, <laughs> mess you yeah. may have created, and I went, yeah. "Whoa, that's harsh." That's harsh. <laughs> you know, yeah. she's she she she's carried that guilt, um, pretty much. You know, again, it's part of the the entire um, things of the bad things that have happened to Wanda is that she's carried yeah. that guilt, and she was branded a terrorist for, um, yeah one of those two you know one of that mess she did in lagos so <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's i thought it was quite comical to approach it that way um and to discuss it that way to or to have it broadcasted that way to her or whoever those adverts are meant to be for um yeah. or who who creates those adverts also it's uh, a question i want i want answers on that one because i need to know who's what those um, adverts are there for and who they're for and who's made them mm. So many questions. Yeah. So that would be mine. So shall we talk about the reveal at the end? Because I think people have been waiting, well, man. <laughs> I, hope, I hope they've watched by the <laughs> watched the episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would say if you if you're here, you 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 should have watched the episode. If not, stop right now. Oh uh, uh, yes, uh, spoilers. Sorry guys. Um spoilers heavy. <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> Which at the beginning of the episode we kind of did already, but fine, well, second warning. Uh but so Pietro shows up um yeah. at the door, and but it's the Pietro from the, the Days of Future Past movie. That by the way, I have to admit though, like I do. Lo- I know there's a lot of hate for those movies, but that kitchen scene when he runs yeah. around amazing. is amazing. It's yeah. such a great. And, and so, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it was easy to recognize him. Put it that way. If he had been a lesser character, it'd been hard to recognize him. But as soon as you, I was like, <gasps> like it instantly made sense. But at the same time, and I think this is one of the things that I think in the first episode, Tom, you and I talked about this, is that this mm-hmm. feels like a series made for the people that are truly geeky about Marvel. Yeah, because yeah. your average person isn't going to get that like and that's a huge reveal and if they didn't watch those movies they're not going to get it. like i had to explain it to aiden like or, or my son because he hasn't seen the say. x-men movies yet mm-hmm. so so big reveal but odd choice so i don't know i'm very I, I have so many thoughts about this but what do you guys think i i i, I was like please be deadpool and I was- <laughs> <laughs> That been so funny, so good. What that would have been so good. <laughs> what are you doing in here? Nothing, no relations at all. I'm just like, <laughs> I was just dropped in here. Um, now I was, I was sort of, I was half expect, expecting Doctor Strange though. Maybe it's too early, but I was like, oh my god, what if if Doctor Strange shows up and it's like, bang, big spanner in the, uh, in that one. So, but no, I think it's it's. Not too big, but it's, I think if 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 he was to be brought into the Wonder Vision show, then it's obviously that would be like a like end of episode nine or something, just to oh during episode nine to tie the thing up together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, yeah, I just I just it just feel weird because it's like it, it's it's a weird choice because it's like obviously like you said, it's not somebody who's that ultra famous in the MCU world or if if at all by the the wider audience. Um, which is why, so th- that and that this directly links in with what I was saying at the start of the episode, which was, oh, there's a big reveal, there's a big twist at the end, and I was like, and when I saw this guy, I went, ah, yeah, cool. Okay, <laughs> when's the big reveal now? Um, so that's why I was expecting Doctor Strange or somebody like a, a bigger caliber role uh, within the entire series, um, sorry, universe. Um, so it's it's a bit 
it was cool. It was cool. Now I want to know what the explanation for that is. Why is it recast? Why is it? Um, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube. I've not watched every, anything. Like I've not watched anything. So I, I sort of want to keep a mystery to it. I don't want to have too much of a. Um, I want to see how they explain it first, if they explain it. Um, and then was the other uh, the the one side note I like about the way he acts. I think he's got a couple lines. Uh, it's very reminiscent to the Fonz in yeah. Happy Days. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, the guy that comes in with a leather leather yeah, jacket. Yeah, he's wearing he's like, wearing a leather jacket as well. Yeah, yeah. he's wearing a leather jacket, so he comes in like, who's that popsicle? And you're like, mm. fonts. <laughs> you know, I'm just hoping good, you know. Something yeah. like, but I don't know, Dave, yeah. who were you expecting to show show up there? Um, I think my first thought was Ralph, actually. Same. The, the also, husband. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just thinking, like, who could it be who wouldn't normally be at the door like Agnes doesn't knock when she comes in and stuff like that like there's there's only a few characters it could possibly be from within the show um I thought Ralph and then I saw the hair and I thought Magneto and then I saw the face and I was like oh okay mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah it, it was yeah it even took me a second to sort of realize what they had done by bringing in the Fox version of of Pietro um and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was just a bit like, I think my first inclination was that they had whoever is in control of this thing and I will never drop it. Like I said, I'm right until the wheels fall off. Um, whoever's <laughs> in control of this thing has done it to mess with her head, mm-hmm. right? It's her brother, but it's not really her brother type of thing. Like this isn't how yeah, because her, her reaction, them. her reaction is like, almost it's it, the way she says Pietro it was almost like it, they had a question mark in it. Yeah. And I was like, like Pietro? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's weird. And yeah, and then he says he's her uh, brother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then it, even if you go back a little bit, the the boys, um, oh my gosh. Hold on, if we go back even further, we said Monica was pulled in, right? And it might have been by Wanda, it might not have been by Wanda. She's the first person that she talks about Pietro too. Yeah. Monica, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Monica Monica. talks to Wanda. And then the boys who we've also seen she can't control, um, she mentions her brother and says that she's sad Mm -hmm. about him, that he's he's far away from here or whatever, that he's dead or whatever. And uh yeah, and she misses him. And then he turns up at the door. Like it's almost like if you follow that sort of train of thought, this is another thing that's being controlled by whoever is whoever else is in control um and yeah to be honest at first i thought they were just messing with her um but then when you hear about sort of the fact that this ties into dr strange and that film's called the multiverse of madness and things like that you start to think that oh actually they're bringing together all of these elements from the different um the different licenses (laughs) and and they're going to somehow consolidate them all and then come up with their own way of doing things afterwards so this this could sort of um, solidify my theory of vision not being the the um, maybe not brought back to life but plucked from another universe, which is whoever is in control has plucked that version of Pietro into that universe, mm. um, and it could be the same with Vision, right? If, the, if if we use the same logic and it's like he doesn't remember anything, he just grab this guy because she she says she can't give life back to anything, she can't revive anything or anyone. That's true. That so is how true. could she have done that with vision? I know she mm. can control stuff, but I, 
But again, that could be shut down by he's a synth vision as a dead. Yeah, he's not a living thing. He's a synthoid. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be right, could be wrong, but yeah, yeah. The when when Pietro shows up, same. It's like I was a little bit underwhelmed by the 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 person playing it. To your point, I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, same I had thoughts of Doctor Strange big time like in terms of like that would be the person showing up because like what a great way to tie into the movie yeah. um, and and same I I kind of thought could it be some X-Men whether it be Magneto or Professor X and so on but I was like how does that make sense in terms of the narrative right because exactly. they've set up the brother so so in a sense I was like I, no no th- this makes sense um, <laughs> my favorite part of that scene is like Darcy going like she recast the brother <laughs> yeah <laughs> And that to me is just like so good because she she's kind of doing like a not fourth wall fourth wall right yeah yeah. it's like she's calling out everything that that we're thinking yeah she's (laughs) pulling a little bit of a Deadpool but not turning and looking at us in any way which is it's it's actually is one of the comic beats I really really like in the show Mm. um but uh no no when when he shows up like there's one thing that I agree with everything you guys said in terms of like the, the expectations of it. There's one thing chronologically though that I thought was weird, and I and I'm not going to claim to have come up with this myself, but I heard it, is that when they call everybody out from Sword and they say there's been a breach, there hasn't been a breach yet. Like Wanda starts to come through the force field as they arrive in that field. Yep. So what if the breach mm. was the other way, and Pietro ran into that reality, right? Ooh, yeah. Um, and that's because that doesn't actually add up the way that mm, scene played out. And, and, and while, well, yes, Marvel will mess up, how do you say, Legos, I don't mm. think they would, they would mess up that, that, right. that specific timing. I'm like, that felt a little too deliberate, but I'd only picked it up until I heard it from, 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 I don't know where I picked it up from, but someone mentioned, I was like, good point. Hmm, yeah, they do mess timing. that up. Yeah. So, so maybe mm. that, that, that crazy one, but, um, uh, yeah, shall we do? Because I feel this is where it, theories need to come into the equation now. Do you guys want to pop in the theories? Let's do it. Let's roll. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so, wh- wh- who who's putting this um, vision by Tom King? Who wants to talk about that? Was in terms of theories, if that's where you want to go with. Was that you, Dave? Or was you, Jason? Uh, it was a carryover from the last episode when um, yeah. JC had said that he had read the, the oh. graphic novel. Let's cut that out. <laughs> no, that part of it, just the fact that it says yeah. it, but then underneath it, oh. I added the dog because that yeah. is... Sparky. No, and, and thematically, it, it actually is very important. So thanks for bringing it up, David. It, it's it, The dog plays a huge role the huge role in a minor moment is the best way I could put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in the Vision comic, the the dog uncovers the dead body in the backyard, which is Grim Reaper, mm-hmm. and that that effectively sets up your your third act in in the in the in the comic, um, because from that point, Vision is on the back foot, like it's a mm-hmm. slow descent into what inevitably will be a tragedy. Um, and, and it kicks off from that moment with the dog. And I feel there's something similar here too, where it's like yeah. the moment with the dog is the undoing and all this, because now vision mm. isn't going to get it out of his head that yeah. this, this is wrong. And, and the fact mm. that people feel pain around it is morally wrong. Mm. Um, and Wanda doesn't just reverse that. She could have reversed all that. 
Like we've seen her do it and she does it, right? It's like, she's she's losing control a bit from the situation, right? So so yes, I, I'm glad you brought it because the dog is actually really important in terms of like just a turning point, inflection point in the series. It's funny because the, the Grim Ripper, uh, again, she, I can't remember who, who made the video on YouTube, but the, um, there's a mention or a brief um, apparition, apparition from his was the the hat, his wing on the hat, yeah. the mask or whatever. Um, in the intro for episode one or two, nothing is episode two. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, where vision drops from the top floor to the to mm-hmm. the floor below, and it's like in between the two floors, the floor panels, you see like the uh, the shape of the Green Reaper's hat mask. Yeah, whatever it is. So it's it's quite th- there's mention, so it's it is in there that that character might show up don't know or that maybe the storyline is taken from vision yeah. the comics i think the, the creators said picture. that they took they took influence from it for yep. the whole like having a fake life type of thing but they said that, that it wasn't um they said that it wouldn't be like the same story or anything like that and i i think having sparky the dog in there is just sort of a nod to it's a nod yeah to that um sure. so yeah um interestingly sparky is named by um agnes by agnes yep oh yeah okay right. okay who walked in with a freaking door um <laughs> dog house yeah <laughs> it's like without knowing that she's got they had a dog <laughs> yeah Whatever. and vision's like how and she's like oh I heard. Yeah, yeah i could hear um and then there's there's more in terms of Agnes theories. Um, she says that she in the first episode she says that she's your she's their neighbor on the right hand side, her right, not yours. All right, that means yeah. if she's not their right hand neighbor to them when they're in mm. their house, she is their left hand neighbor when they are in their house. But in episode three, we see even in the scene with Agnes. Um, the black dude, I can't remember his name now. Herb? Herb, Herb yeah. I think. I think yeah. it is, yeah. Um, he is their neighbor on the left-hand side. Mm-hmm. And she has the audacity to stand by Herb's <laughs> wall <laughs> and say, Geraldine doesn't belong here. She has no husband. She has no family. She has no home. While she is standing next to the very wall that should be her wall and her yeah. home. Yeah. Maybe she don't belong here. See, the, I, I, the Agnes thing is the one that I'm now really thrown off by um, because it feels like at times she's helping Wanda go through this process. And at other times, she very much seems to be manipulating Wanda in, in a very dark way. And, and it's so weird to tell her character because the characters just played so over the top that you never feel you're getting anything real from her, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what she says is important. And, and yeah, I, I'm now totally confused as whether Agnes is helping, let's say, Mephisto, mm. um, and Ralph is Mephisto, mm. um, whether she's actually there as like a third party where she sees Mephisto doing something to Wanda, and she's just trying to like figure out how to get her out of that situation because I think Agnes in in the comics is good, right? So Mm. um, MCU has taken liberties with some of the comic stuff, but Mm. they haven't made somebody that was good, bad. At least I don't remember that being the case. So she's got to be good. So I I don't know. I'm super confused with that one. I I don't get where it's going anymore. I think she might might have, you know, something bad might happen to her if she doesn't get 
um, Wanda to do certain things, and maybe Mephisto's got a, a not a literal gun to her head, but you know she's like, okay, well, I can uh... do this for you. Make sure you steer Wanda into the right direction. Once mm-hmm. you've delivered, you get X, Y, Z. Off you go. Um, yeah. I think that's how I'm seeing her. Like that's that's how I'm seeing. That's what she was, you know, when Herb was trying to say something to Vision. Mm. She was like, uh, nah, "Yeah, you don't. can say something, but shut that, shut it now. <laughs> you know, shut mm. it for now. Yeah. Not yet. Too early." Um, yeah. So it's okay. it's. I think that's how we should read it. For now, that's how I'm seeing it. For now, you know, that's how I'm yeah. I'm, I'm seeing her character I'm moving forward. Uh, she she's intriguing like there's also a question to me where, where there's a bunch of theories around the postman uh, you know when they're yes, looking for the yeah. dog the mailman yeah. um mm, shout yeah. out to Carl Malone. so there, there's um there, there, i was like i was i was really uh, i was really like damn this guy knows way too much for a postman and i, I know <laughs> they know everything about everyone but come on now like how would you know how would he know that um, one that wouldn't let the dog go that far away you know how would mm. he because he seems to me like he's not under anyone's spell because he's always like, we've seen him twice, but like he seems very um, I'm sure about the things he's saying. No, no, mm. like everyone is just playing a role. Like you see mm. it with um, other guy in Vision Jobs. Uh, what's, what's his name? Uh, Norm. Like you can tell, like he's overacting. Everything's like, hey, so what is this? It's like, oh, an email. How am I going to stamp it? You know, these mm. kind of stupid jokes. But like with the postman, it's like, the couple since he was in there it's like well you know yeah i know this i know that yeah you know go for it and, and then again interacts uh, with agnes the first time we see him as well yeah, interact, yeah. he's oh, yeah. very much interacting with her uh and almost on a very personal level and uh, mm-hmm. like they have their in jokes and stuff like that yeah um so there's something to, to i'm sure that there's going to be a bit more revealed with the postman and who he is maybe that's maybe that's ralph well he, he's the um <laughs> that is hilarious when you think about it because of the whole stereotype of the postman <laughs> um, no, we've really got actually um yeah he's also not one of the people that's up on the wall like he's in the show clearly but he's not up oh, on yeah. the wall at all um him and dotty still not up on the wall and um oh what was the other thing damn it's gone out of my head he does the thing she does the thing not on the <laughs> postman oh um the missing person the whole reason why Wu is alerted to the scene is that there's a missing person who's meant to be living in westview who now is i guess a missing missing person yeah. um yeah. because it's ralph yeah, someone, one of, either one of the characters that we know or one of the characters that we don't know is a missing, sorry, was meant to be in, what, Witness Protection? Yep. Yep. That's it. So there's this theory online that one of the people who they don't have an ID for is the missing person. So it could be the postman, it could be Agnes, it could be Dottie, um, or we might not have seen them yet but there is someone who was meant to be in witness protection in Westview. Who's, could be, yeah, um, could be Ralph. And I think in episode four, they mentioned, they mentioned that uh, there's no recollection of who that witness is. Um, so again, maybe that person has powers and uh, the ability to manipulate. Um, well, this, I don't know if that, I don't know. There's so many ways this yeah. one could go. Mm. Um, ah, who was it 
I think I think Dottie is is going to be one of those. Also, we need we need to find yeah. out more. There's a bunch of theories around her and that maybe she's the most important character in the entire thing. So, yeah, yeah. I right. want to know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out my the the, the theory that will connect all, and you guys mm. can totally tear this down. Here we cool. go. Here we go. So, one, I think that thematically they can't take on the X Men and Mephisto at the same time. I think those are mm. two huge topics that you cannot mm. land in one show. So mm. one of them has to be in the back burner, but still there. Cause we, mm. the, 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 now it's too late to not say this is an X-Men tease. Like they've mm. been very mm. upfront mm. about it, right? As of the show, uh, whether it's Mephisto or some other bad, there's someone else that's pulling the strings somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a bad coming, right? So, so we're probably gonna err on the side of that bad that opens up the multiverse of madness, right? In some way yeah. or other, right? So, all right. So bear with me. Wanda has her total collapse, opens up uh, a portal into other worlds, but she doesn't know she can, right? And this person or thing is trying to harness that to bring people from other worlds, right? And those people will end up being the X-Men in some way or other. And it, and so, so far, very traditional, right? A lot of people have been, been, been thinking this. But where I think it's interesting is like, what happens to the people in the town? What if some of those people in the town are affected and mutate? And then when she removes the force field, they just scatter. They, mm. they go off in different directions. And wait for it. Falcon and Winter Soldier have to go track them down. Uh, that's, that, yes. that's why it's a buddy comedy <laughs> on the road and that's why they're always on the road in those trailers they're mm. trying to track down the people mm. that escaped from Westview that are now mutants and need to be accounted for and take it a little girl <laughs> the little girl exactly yes a little girl um and or or somehow the children in Westview are the mutants because we keep hearing about not seeing any children mm. but then in the Loki show we start to see Loki run into mutants at other timelines and bringing them back as well. That could be the good or bad mutants. So somehow Loki going through time and showing up in all these spaces, he has contact with mutants, but mutants become like Pietro, a cameo, right? They don't become the center of the story. They just become the person that happens to be there, but it's not a story about them. I think we... I it it's hugely likely you might be onto something. The only sad part with it, it with it is that we're not going to know for another five or six years. Oh, that's really annoying. But the, I think you might be onto something. Yeah. The only wrench I would throw in that potentially is wasn't Falcon and Winter Soldier meant to come out before. One division. Um, I yes. believe so. Yes. Dang it. No, no, that is a hundred percent right. Dang it. Um, uh, it's still they... workable because they may it's... not say that they're mutants. Yeah. In the show. Yeah, just people Possible. with powers. Yeah. yeah, just people. Yeah. That is a big wrench, actually. They could, <laughs> they, could, they, could, they could also recut a bunch of episodes or a bunch of scenes to make it, um, you know, make it look like it's now happening after. Or it's, you know, I'm mm. sure there's, there's, there's things they could have also yeah. filmed and reshot and, and get redone. So I'm not, 
you know, massive scenes that would give away the fact that they, well, you know, they're leading up to one vision could be mm. reshot and turned mm. around the other way, which is like, well, no, this happened. Bang, bang, bang. Mm. So it, it's not out of the, you know, it's not the, an impossibility that they, they could, could, yeah. could do that. You know, it's, 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 I think there was, there was a, a bunch of film, well, actually Black Widow was supposed to be before um, yeah. WandaVision, but I don't know if that's got any, any impact on the story. Maybe there's something in there. Uh, or or it's set, it's set before, it's um, said before, yeah, yeah. End game, there's always it? like because it's post, got post credit scenes. Maybe there's something in there that could have linked to one division, right? Mm. But, or Tatiana Ali was not going to be She Hulk, but she She Hulk, right? <laughs> it's like Marvel disavows everything. They just lied. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. They, just it's lied. Like, <laughs> they constantly lie about everything that's going to happen to keep us guessing, which is what they should do. But mm. it could be, it could be that the order they even play with because um, uh, what's his face, uh, Kevin Feige hasn't confirmed that any of these uh, series have a season two. Um, it, yeah, it could. Yeah. Th- that's, yeah. that's my thought around how they, they have to connect somehow because if not, mm. it just feels like picking up another series. And it's like, what's the point of that? Because this clearly is now linking back to Endgame, mm. and if they didn't have that continuity, I think it just is it's a missed trick. Yeah. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how that continuity yeah. happens. Oh, the, but, um, um, yeah. the, the, the Falcon series is going to pick up again from Endgame, right? Because Falcon's going to be Captain America. Yeah. Um, uh, and they have to go, you know, the, the, for all we know, those two series are now running in terms of timeline along with each other. So it's quite possible. It's possible that what we'll see in episode one of Falcon will be happening at the same time than episode one or episode, sorry, episode four. Mm. and one of wonder vision if you know what i mean mm. sure. um and then it might also be that we'll see um falcon and uh, or and or the winter soldier at the end of you know in episode nine for example of wonder vision just drop it in there saying hey or maybe before that and saying hey look shit's happening here in westview you guys go your way and do something or maybe at the end of, like you said they they need to ch- um, track mutants and then s- it's all linking mm. up at the end of episode nine slash episode one of um, falcon it, it could be all tied up together mm. um there's certainly a connection and, and it's all um, a continuation from endgame you know it, it, I, I think i think that it, the, the one thing they've been able to do throughout the entire mcu is that they've been linking everything tidying up everything single movie everything everything you've seen so far there's a connection you know, so mm. why would they stop now? But I don't know if there will be a season two for anything, though. I don't know. I can't see it. No, I, I think, think, I think the se- what be. you say. No, I, I think there will be. I think what, what you would consider season two will be the big movies, mm. the big, um, right. assemble movies, right? Mm. That's where you consider season two. That's where they progress the plot mm. um, forward. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, I do, will we need one? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. <sighs> yep. There you go. Uh, the only other thing is, um, as far as uh, of series structure, I think there's something interesting developing. Mm. Uh, I think there's no coincidence this is nine episodes, because if you think about it, how many series have you watched that are nine episodes? It's not mm. a very common mm. number for, mm. for, for episodes, right? And I, 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 I now very much believe that this series is, at one point, was a movie. Uh, because a lot of the actors have said when we were shooting it, we weren't sure if it was a movie or if it was a series. Mm. And if you look at it, it's got a three-act structure. 
The yep. first act is all the sitcoms. We get mm-hmm. a reveal in in, in, the, in the fourth episode. No coincidence. That's your second act because it, it, it creates something, somebody for you to follow in the, in, the, in the shape of Monica Rambo. And this is very much Monica Rambo's story um, in these middle episodes. So as I think that this next one is going to set up the last act. With, <laughs> with all Marvel movies, the last act is a big CGI battle. Mm-hmm. Every time, right. 100%. Yeah. So... <laughs> And they say they've got some of the biggest set pieces ever done. Yes. It's gotta be, man. It's like it's got and, and so we're gonna get some big reveal that I think will make all this tie up much better in the next one. That the the last three episodes will just deliver on that reveal and clearly set up Falcon and Wilter Soldier. And if we even get like a cameo, Falcon Wilter Soldier or somebody else like that. that I think that'd be super cool to like tie them up that way. I've I've seen I've seen people say like the um, um, episode six is meant to be nuts, um, yeah. and also the trailer is slightly misleading. So I don't know what that really means, but mm. we'll see. And I hope it gets longer. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it is gradually great. This one was a little bit longer. Yeah, it was thirty. Yeah. Four minutes, I think. Well, I think, I think it's time. forty-two, but take take away um, seven minutes or six minutes for the entry. Yeah. Oh, talking about that, um, <laughs> this funny, well, funny not for the person involved, but funny anecdote. Um, just a little story that came out. This um, Marvel had to let one of the uh, someone from the cast go. Um, <laughs> so this this will appeal to you, JC. So the the guy who's voicing um, uh, Pietro in the fox you know the, the so the guy that shows up at the end of episode five the guy that was voicing him in spanish for the movies the <laughs> x-men movies got yeah. fired by marvel because he revealed on his instagram or whatever that he was coming back to the mcu world so people went are oh, you the voice of pietro in spanish wow <laughs> wow went, oh, wow <laughs> dude so dude you can't tell Latino a secret, dude. Like, everybody <laughs> needs to know this, man. It's like, we're, uh, we blabber constantly. It's like, that's what we do. It's like, well, it's, yeah. that wasn't my takeaway from it. It was more like, damn, they're ruthless. Like, they could just like, go and say, yeah, all right, that's fine. But, you know, they don't mess around with their, their spoilers, yeah. I think, and their secrets. But so I was like, damn, all. man, it's just a voice, the voice of Pietro. Like, <laughs> It's uh, no one really cares. My people not showing up the right way. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's a Spanish guy. It's Spanish guy. It's, yeah. Oh, he's, he's Spanish. Other than this I Spanish think that was the Spanish. I think it was the Spanish. The Spanish um, voiceover for for Pietro. Yeah. Yeah, if he's uh, Latino, I, I, then I get it. If he's Spanish, he should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's some uh, uh, casual uh, xenophobia between the, the Spanish world. <laughs> Interesting, the inner working. Oh uh, man, it, it's like the American and the British. It's like you expect a little more. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it's like you're Spanish. You you know more, right? It's like, a, right. anyway. Uh, <laughs> right, I think. Do we have anything else or does that? No, uh, is this the part where I just blurt out random theory stuff? What happens? Oh, go for it. What happens when the twins leave the the the, the hex? Uh, that that's one of the main questions. I, I Why wasn't about. the hex yeah. already red if it's Wonder that's 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 in power? Ah, I've, uh, I've I, may, I don't know. I think I think it's because, again, talking absolute bollocks here, but maybe <laughs> because it was first set up by those forces that we don't know about and that controlling Wanda and I think now when she came out and went back in she went nah this shit is mine now bang 
shield. I'm gonna I'm going to make a nice paint paint yeah. job. Look at that. Bang. I think that she's she took control of the of the uh, not the, in the entire world as uh, you know as in controlling Border. the characters, but like the borders and the security around it. I think that's where it. Yeah. And, and that red, I think that has something to do with mutants as well. Also, yeah. I think two magic, two magic forces clashing together makes something has to be. Mm. Two becomes yeah. one. Mm. Two becomes one. Yep. Cool. Yep. Any other theories to throw out, guys? Or are we calling it? Tapped out. Tapped out. All right. Same. <laughs> All right, Tom, take us home, buddy. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, thank you again for listening to our recap, long recap um, of WandaVision. Sorry if we've gone on, but there's a lot to cover in this one. Uh, thanks, Dave, for joining us again. Do, would you like to plug your other podcasts? I have another right podcast. Uh, yes. yes, the Grit and Grime podcast. We will be recording Tuesday night, releasing Wednesday at some point. Um, this episode we're going to be looking at the two guards around the league and ranking them i'm so prepared dame and dame centers dame so that's yeah let's act grit and grime pod on socials there it is go and listen to that right now well after our podcast but um well whatever i'm on both so whatever makes you <laughs> Actually, no, it is fun. Anyway, uh, thank you, JC, for joining us one more time. Yeah. Oh, yours. Um, so this has been Catching Up With The Nerds. You can catch us everywhere on the interweb. Uh, that is Instagram, where we are now closingly, so close to 500 um, subscribers. Uh, not to brag. I'm not bragging. I'm just literally telling you. I'm just giving you an update because I feel this is important and I like it. <laughs> Um, humble brag <laughs> humble brag <laughs> and also because I'm French and that's how we do we do it ever so nicely um, anyway thanks guys for coming and joining us into the beautiful world of WandaVision and Marvel in general we'll catch you all in the next one uh, we've got a couple episodes on Black History Month coming up um, stay tuned for that because I think that would be really cool lots for me to learn and for everyone to learn and, and we'll be back, I guess, next week um, for the recap of episode six. That's us. We're out. Bye. Bye. Bye.